possibility. We see impossibility. He sees possibility. And I believe that. If you got your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 9. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 9. Sister Beth, hang with me this morning. We're going we, we gonna to bounce all over the place. So keep your fingers oiled up on that keyboard. And uh, we, I'll give you some of them ahead of time. But just have them where you can flash them pretty quick. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us, or unto us a son is given. Government shall rest on his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is a prophecy speaking about Jesus. Verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Then the Lord or the Lord sent a word unto Jacob, and it hath lighted upon Israel. And all the people shall know, even Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, that say in the pride and stoutness of heart, the bricks are fallen down, but we will build with huge stone. The sycamores are cut down, but we will change them into cedars. There's a reason I read all that. It almost looks like two different thoughts, but I'm going to try to tie it together here in a moment. Turn to Isaiah 55, same book, Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8. Isaiah 55 verse 8. Prophecy again through the mouth of Isaiah, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, God speaking, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down from heaven, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not hither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, bread to the eater. Notice verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. His word never changes. One more scripture and you can be seated. I know it was a lengthy reading, but I felt necessary to read these. Hebrews, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines, for it is good thing that the heart be established with grace. Verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I want to preach to you from a very simple thought. When God's ways don't make sense. When God's ways don't make sense. If you would, put your Bibles down. Lift your hands one more time. It's just a sign of openness to the Word of God. That's the reason we do it. That's not a Pentecostal thing. That's a Word of God thing. We open our hearts and say, God, speak to us today. Speak to us, Lord. We open our hearts. We lift our hands. Total surrender and vulnerability before you and your presence. Speak to us today through the Word of God. Let it be the words of the Lord. Not the words of men, but the Word of the Lord to penetrate the heart, the mind, and the spirit today. I pray in the name of Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. Sister Beth, put up there Isaiah 9 and 6, please. <clears throat> you, you, humanity is, is such a, a unique uh, creature. I've laughed and, and joked about it and said we spend thousands on chimpanzees when we need to be putting that money more towards humans. 
There's an element of humanity that is just so mysterious. How we function, how we think, how we cope. How do we deal with situations and circumstances in uh, this life, as, as we call it on this earth, or uh, life that we have. And, and in, in pondering all of this in my heart, I, I began to reflect over instances of, of my yesterdays and, and things that just didn't make sense. And, and, and I began to dwell on it and begin to think on it. But, but in that moment, the Lord quickened back to my spirit. My word does not change. My word does not change. His presence does not change. His word does not change. Malachi says it like this. God changes not. There's nothing about him. He don't change. It also says that in him there's no shadow of turning. In other words, God has no shadow. In other words, he can do a complete 360. He emanates light, not light bouncing off of him. He has no shadow. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday and forever. And I begin to ponder that thought of how he doesn't change. He's the same. But then you calculate his ways. And if you're not careful, you're going to think that even his ways change. His ways does not change either. It's just we're not familiar with the way he's going to do it. His presence is the same. His word is the same. But when it comes to his ways... That's the part that begins to baffle humanity. When we get to points and places in our life that we, we, we try to understand God. You're never going to understand God completely. You can have an understanding of Him to some degree. But your finite mind will never comprehend the totality of what He is and what He can do. He made it that way. But if I can gain a little bit of understanding about him and why he's doing or his ways, how they're working in my life. Proverbs chapter 4 talks about understanding. And if you'll go back and read it, you can count, I don't know, eight, nine, ten times maybe in there. He'll keep saying she, her, she, her. He keeps referring to understanding in the feminine gender. There's a reason he does that, Brother Adam. It's because it's out of the feminine gender that life comes. So if I can get understanding of why God is doing what he's doing in his ways, then in turn new life will come from, from, from me, through me, that I can maintain a sure footing and be established in God's grace, like Hebrew said. So, but how do I handle when his ways don't make any sense? How do I handle? Well, the answer is really simple and sharp. I go back to what his word said. See, this whole process started way back in the garden. It started in the garden where he first came down and he created everything by the power of his word. I've said this over and over, Brother Kyle. Every time that that sun comes up, it's coming up because his word said, you're going to rise. And every time that sun goes down, it's because his word said, you're going to set. He created time. He created fall. He created all done by the power of his word. If his word sustains a universe, why you and I should fret and become frantic and worried whether he can sustain you and sustain me and sustain the church, God can do anything by the power of his word and every time it sets I rest assured there's my promise that his word never fails his word can't ever come up short his word never changes 
He is the Word. That's why John 1 and 1 said in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God and the Word was with God. And the same was in the beginning, God. And then that Word manifested itself in the flesh. He's saying I'm one and the same. I'm God in the Spirit. I'm God as a Word. I'm all the above. And when I manifested myself, you saw me. The challenge though is reminding myself that his word can't fail. His word can't ever come up short. His word can't ever come up empty. His word can't ever not do what it was intended to do. I just read you the scripture. He said, when my word goes forth, it will accomplish that which I destined for it to do. When I pick up the word of God and I begin to speak it. See, this is what defies all this Harry Potter stuff. And magic and all this sorcery. The word of God don't work like Harry does. I don't know how he operated. I ain't never seen no Harry Potter. But I promise you this. It ain't got nothing on the word of God. Because when you speak the word of God, you ain't no longer speaking your words. You're speaking his words. And when you begin to speak his words, something comes out of your mouth that's got a, a double-edged sword. That whatever it is got your family back. I don't know why little Johnny's hooked on drugs. Speak the word of God. It's a sword that can break. It's two-edged. It cuts and divides. Join and marrow, soul and spirit. And a discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When you speak the word, something begins to happen. The word started all of this. Now, if you don't believe that, then we need to just kind of dismiss and let's just go eat a Subway sandwich and we're done. But if you can muster up faith to believe, and every man's got a measure of faith. God don't play favorites. You got faith. So if you can believe that that son that came up this morning was because of God's word, you got everything you need to understand. When his ways don't make sense, I got something I can hang on to. When God's doing something in my life that I don't understand, it's uncomfortable, it's painful, it don't feel good. I can go back to the word of God and begin to and grab a hold to it and understand he's never left me. He's never forsaken me. He's never seen the righteous seed begging for bread. But I'll provide all of your needs according to my riches and glory. He's got more money than you could ever possess. He owns all the cattle, all the gold and for It's all under God's care. You believe the government's in control? You are sadly mistaken, my friend. You believe the Democrats and Republicans are in control? You are sadly mistaken, my friend. If you believe that China's in control, you are sadly mistaken, my friend. Because the word of God says the heart of the king is in the hand of God. He said, I put one up and I put one down. It don't matter what they can boast of and how much power they may have or how much money. In one minute, God can just do. And the breath of life's gone and God raised up another king. That's why you and I ought to take hope and courage that if God be for you, nothing can come against you. Nothing can stop the promises of God for you and your family. a little snow right now I go rolling it 
But the problem, Isaiah 96. Brother Joseph, child's born. So this is a prophecy of Jesus. His shoulders, his name should be called wonderful. He's there, Isaiah's prophesying Jesus that's to come. He said, God, the counselor, the wonderful, the mighty God. Isaiah's prophesying it. There's somebody coming. There's somebody coming that's going to be the mighty God. Oh, it gets better. The everlasting Father. There ain't two, there ain't three in a trinity. Isaiah just said it right there. There's one God. He's a Father in creation, Son in redemption, and Holy Ghost in regeneration. One God, but separate ways. Watch me. Separate ways of working. Not separate persons. There's one God that manifested himself. But the biggest struggle that they had when he came, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the struggle was real simple. That man you're saying is the Messiah? He came from an illegitimate birth. Mary says she was moved on by the Spirit. Who in the name of the world has ever heard of that? See, watch. They knew his word, but they couldn't handle his ways. They knew the word of God. And I, I, I'm preaching to people today. You know the word of God. You know how to quote Acts 2.38. You know how to quote Hero Israel. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You know how to quote it. But when it comes to the ways of God, the Bible says they're higher than your thoughts. They go beyond anything you can ever comprehend. You say, what do I do? When you don't know what he's doing and it don't make any sense, you go back to what you know he is. He'll never leave you he's a comforter he's your help in a present time of trouble and never will he forsake you but you see he they quote it and when Jesus shows up in the New Testament, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God and the Word manifested itself. Verse 14, John 1, when he manifested himself, they go, uh-uh. You come from that crazy Mary. She's crazy. You're an illegitimate son. You ain't Joseph. She done went messing around on old Joe and then got herself pregnant, and now she's trying to spiritualize it. The incarnation. See, they couldn't understand the way because they were so stuck with it's got to be this way. When your way conflicts with God's way, you're going to be frustrated. But when you let God's way run interference with your way, You'll find more peace than you could ever find doing anything else. Why do you think Jesus gave us the example in the garden? He said, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, let your will be done. He was given it as an example. He wasn't praying to the second person of a trinity. He was praying to himself as an example for you and I. When you get in a place of crisis, when you get in a place of stress, when you don't know what to do, the man, Jesus, showed you and I. You bear your face down in that carpet and been to declare it's not my will but thine to be done and I promise you his way will start making a little bit more sense but when his ways don't work add up to my way we get mad we get frustrated we get angry don't blame it on 
uh, well, uh, this. No, there's a conflict between his will and my will. I told you this started with him dealing with me. My way. And God saying, I got a way for you that's higher than your way. Next verse. But now watch. Next verse. Seven. The increase of the government shall be peace upon him and throne of David. He's just establishing the prophecy. Next verse. Verse eight. And then it changes. And here's what happens. When somebody and somebody's or we don't understand God's ways, we start changing things that shouldn't be changed. Somebody hear me in the Holy Ghost today. I've never preached this message. I might have preached some of these scriptures, but not like this before. When God don't do what we think he should do, our way. And he's got a higher way that he's doing it. He gave them the prophecy and said, I'm fixing to come. I'm going to be the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. I'm going to manifest myself. And then what happens is the people... Here's the prophecy, the word. And he said, next verse. And look what they said. And all the people, Ephraim and the inheritance, say in the pride and son of sorrow, here's what they said. My way is better than your way. I don't want to be in that category. I don't want to be in that category that when God's ways don't measure up to how I think. You know what? You say, well, then, Brother Benoit, how do you deal with all the bad things that are happening in life? I got a real easy answer for you. Sin. I've used this for years. The Twin Towers. The Twin Towers was nothing more than a neglect of North America. We, we turned away from God. And God says, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to shut your money market down, the stock market. Twin Towers. I'm going to shut down the sporting arenas. I'm going to shut down every form of entertainment. I'm going to shut everything down and show you. When you push me out, this is what I do. I allow. I back my hand of covering. That's what many people say. Well, how could God allow? God loves people. He loves people. But he can't override the sin factor that people have and do. And when their ways say, I'm bent to do it my way, we begin to change things that should never be changed. We begin to compromise things in the word of God that we should never compromise or change. I, I've seen this before sometimes in church transitions, Brother Bushnell. I've seen situations where the church transition, the old pastor passes and the new pastor comes in and the new pastor is not conducive to what the conservative constituency is on the pew. Was it the will of God? That's what they said. That's the will of God. That was the way of God. But yet when it happened, people said, I don't have to deal with this. And they opposed. I'm not saying leave, leave. There ain't no sin in that. But the opposition in the spirit, their spirit got all cross-threaded and twisted. It's never meant, no matter what happens in the church, outside of the church, what happens in your family, outside of your family, it's never just cause for you and I to get mad at God. Oh, you could hear a rat eat nice. I can tell. I'm 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 by that stump, boy, and I can just feel them crappie pulling on my line right now. But see, when his ways don't line to my ways, we do what they did. 
Now the bricks are falling down. We will build with you stone. Sycamore tree. The sycamore was a tree nobody wanted. It was an old soft, spongy tree. And they said, I tell you what we're going to do. It was Babel all over again. We're going to use a better tree, the cedar, for our houses. We're going to do what we think is best instead of what God thinks is best. See, and when his ways don't make sense, we start changing and altering and moving things around. Watch, here's what the word of God really don't mean what it says. So we do. When God don't do what we think he ought to do, we start kind of, what's the word? I know y'all don't know what's in my head, but just I'm asking you anyhow. (laughs) Just maybe somebody could launch out and say, we give our own interpretation. We kind of just rub that part of the word and go, no, he didn't really mean that literally. And we kind of push it away. No, if he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, he ain't going to leave you whether the way is bad or good or it's climatic or it's crisis or it's conflicting or your stress levels through the roof or your blood pressure is about to break the meter. You hear me. No matter where you are, his way is always the best way. And it's in that way that he brings you grace that establishes you. He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't change. My word don't change. Don't you change my word. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the word manifest in the flesh. Why do we change the word? If it meant that way for your mama, why we change it? If it meant that way to my grandpa... Why are we changing? You say, well, you're preaching it for your grandpa. No, I ain't. I got my own revelation. Everything that you and I preach, teach, believe, and live, I can find it substantiated in the, in the book. Here's the problem, Brother Roger. It's not a substantiating in the book anymore. It's people that have gone through crisis, and they, they didn't work out like they thought, and things dissolved, relationships dissolved, marriages dissolved, kids dissolved, kids get hooked and in rehabilitation, and all these problems come, and we begin to look at God now saying, God, if you were really God, God, you'd have never let it happen. I'm here to declare to you, God can still restore. God can still remedy if I'll acknowledge the fact his ways are higher. His ways are better. He said, let's forget that one. Let's go to something else. Let's talk about Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve's in the garden, walking with him, talking with God. Coolness of the day, everything great, perfect utopia. Got a pet lion, got a pet tiger. Yeah, got, got just pet panthers, man. And Adam's just having a great old zoo day. And he leaves Eve by herself. And there Eve goes to the tree. And God says, Don't eat of that tree. Adam, where you at? You playing with the tigers, the bears? What are you doing? She's by herself at a place she shouldn't be. You were there to protect her, Adam. No pun intended. You just fit. And you were in that direction, Adam. The serpent comes. She eats. Her eyes are open. She gives it to her husband, talks him into it. The power 
of influence. I can preach an hour on that. She influences him. Come on, baby. Just eat of the fruit. Come on, sweetheart. Home. He eats of it. His eyes are open. The Bible says that Adam was disobeyed. Eve was deceived. Another lesson inside of itself. But here's what I want you to get out of it. When they did that, relationship was lost, Brother Wade. Their communion with God was lost. Man spiritually died. He physically lengthened now or, or cut off his days. He was only going to live so long now. It all ended. The perfect little zoo just went to crazy zoo. Animals now are Eve mean and all this kind of stuff. But here's the picture. What they lost because they did it their way. Right? They did it their way. Come on, Elvis, Frank Sinatra, you did it your way. Watch. God says, okay, you did it your way. Now watch what I'm going to do. He kills an animal. Blood is shed. And we got the first type of redemption for when man does it his way. <laughs> the first picture. See, that's why I'm telling somebody here today, you may have done it your way. You may have done it your way and you got burnt. Come on, somebody. Be honest. Don't go quiet like a church room rat. Mouse. Didn't mean to call you a rat. Mouse, something. You get my point. <laughs> uh, I just know it's quiet and I don't like quiet. Y'all go quiet. I'm going to be like, I'm going I'm to plow down now. Come on now, help me. <laughs> we all have fallen short. Preacher included. I've sinned, Brother Fox. No, I've sinned, Brother Mike. I've fallen short. And when I did it my way, bless God, I'm going to do it. Whether it be sin, come on, who get honest? I'm going to do it because I want to do it. Well, we want to blame everything on addiction. You know what? You're doing it because you want to do it. Miller Lite tastes good. You want to taste. Oh, there it went silent again. Y'all want me to fish? My God. You did it because you want to. You did you you pop the cigarette because it calms your nerves. Come on, folks. That's what it does. I want it. I did it my way. But brother Joe, there came a day that I realized my way is not working. And I'm telling myself. And my way of doing what I used to do wasn't working. And I made a decision and said, I want to try your way, God. And you know what, Brother Joe? I, I wasn't raised in church. I wasn't raised on a pew. I was raised in the world. But I tell you what, the best thing I ever did was when Jesus found me and he forgave me of my sin. I felt free. I could lift my hands. I didn't need some go-go juice to raise my hands. I was always quiet and shy. I needed a little substance to kind of get my hands moving because I was so quiet. But you let get that liquid courage. Man, I was the best looking dude there. That's pre, pre sister B. <laughs> I know you still think I'm good looking. But I thought I was everything, Brother Roger. But see, now it's different. I drank of a heavenly wine, Holy Ghost. 
And now I don't need no that courage. There's something rises up in me that when I look at things that my family's facing, I don't have to go fretting to some substance to pull me out. I can look and say, Jesus, you got me out 10 years ago. You got me out five years ago. You got me out six years ago. You got me out five days ago. God, I'm going to hold to your word when... When you're doing stuff I don't understand. When your way I don't understand. I'm going to hold to the word that got me through five years ago. But see, Adam, he ate it. And now God has to kill an animal skin. Now here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Watch me. Here's the point. Adam had never seen animal die. Sorry, Peta. I'm waiting on some of y'all to catch up. See, I'm telling you, I don't know where y'all at today. I'm keeping having to put these in to bring y'all to church today. They had never seen an animal die. It was all fuzzy and warm and little chihuahuas and poodles and happy. It's dead now. An animal died. Blood is now there. And God says, I'm going to take the skin and I'm going to cover up your way and I'm going to show you a better way. I'm going to show you what I can do. You did it your way and it cost you relationship with me. You can't even talk to me no more, Adam, because sin's now in the picture. I'm a holy God and you can't just come any way you want. You can't just talk to me any way you want. I've got to have something to cover your sin. The blood, that's why we sang about it today. Yes, I know you might not understand it, but to the redeemed, the blood of Jesus is everything to us because when I did it my way, the blood stepped in and said here's my way and when I did it God's way I was able to approach a holy God and get my need met I'm trying to hurry so Adam and Eve they did it their way God says I'm going to show you my way well that's that's a good one but I don't understand, Brother Benoit. I'm, I'm trying to fathom. See, here's what you've got to see. God wants a relationship with you more than you want it for yourself. God loves you, cares about you. He knows your ways. He knows when you're grouchy. He knows when you're crazy. Come on, somebody. I didn't get no amen, but you know we all crazy sometimes. He knows when we act ways we shouldn't act and say things we shouldn't say, go places we shouldn't go, see things we shouldn't see. He knows our ways. But he's saying, listen, you mean so much to me that I'm going to still show you my mercy, like we sang about, and I'm going to show you my way that's higher than your way. Listen to me. There ain't nobody on the planet. And I joked a while ago about Peta. I think it's Peta. Pets and all that stuff. There ain't nobody going to really. Oh, 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 listen, I love animals, okay? You're supposed to be kind to people and animals too. But hear me. When they start doing blood sacrifices in Jerusalem, which is soon to happen, and they start taking that little Baha'i lamb and cut its throat, All of a sudden, 
that well-hugging, tree-hugging side of the earth. Oh, y'all go ahead and go quiet on me right there. That little liberal spirit that just says anything goes, you can do whatever you want to do. And God's word don't matter. And I don't have to abide by no law. I'm a law unto myself. I'm hitting something right in the spirit right now. And I wish somebody would help me. You just live like you want, do what you want, act like you want, you hear me. That may be okay today. You can go just so far doing your way. But I'm telling you, there's one thing that you and I will never escape. You and I are going to die. And we better make sure that when you take your last breath, you got a peace in your mind that says, I'm ready to meet God. You say, well, I don't know if even hell's real. You hear me. There's a place of eternity. I don't want to take a chance and let it. I ain't never been to hell. I ain't never been to heaven. So I can't tell you yes or no. I can tell you what the Bible says. But when I can't even convince you with the Bible, then I'm going to come to just simple human reasoning. Why are you playing Russian roulette with something that you don't have to play? All because of my way. And God's saying, I got a better way. I got a way. I'm not looking for you to join this church. I'm not looking for your tithing or your money. That's all part of scripture and that's between you and Jesus. But I care more about this one thing. If God fills you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost today and you're baptized in Jesus' name and the blood of the Lamb is applied to you, you can have a relationship with him today that would be just like it was in the garden. Maybe not with the animals, but you can walk with God. You can talk with God. For there is no condemnation to them that walk after the Spirit. When you begin to pursue the things of God he gives you help that's supernatural he gives you strength that's heavenly you can't get that from something you buy with money y'all get ready just stand but come on just come on don't push it yet but just come on I give you scripture after scripture I got pages because I begin to see it sister Peggy the Old Testament. Ezekiel started playing warlike games to try to get the children of Israel. The prophet Ezekiel, he started going through the city, acting like a kid, playing war games to try to get the people's attention to realize they had left God and done it their way. Jeremiah got a big old yoke and carried it all over the city as an example. You don't think the people thought he was crazy? He told Ezekiel, going back to Ezekiel, he said, Ezekiel, for 360 days, I want you to lay on your right side and I want you to look toward Jerusalem. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but that sounds a little crazy. God's ways don't make sense. He said, when you get done with 360 days, I want you to flip to the left. But it's God's ways. Jeremiah put a yoke on. Oh, I got one better. What about Hosea? And old Gomer. She's a prostitute. He got three kids supposedly with her, two of which he ain't sure it's his. And God says, you're going to marry her? You're going to love her? Even when she's running around on you. Oh, God, I just hit that thing again. Now, bless God. don't make sense but when God calls you to something more in him I don't know about you maybe I'm dumber than a box of rocks but Joe but if he calls me to something that don't make sense I know enough about God that if he's calling me to it 
it's got to be far more better than what I got. Living for God, it didn't make no sense. I came to the house of God and said, lift your hands. Come to an altar and repent. That don't make no sense. See, but here's what's happened now. Remember I used that first illustration about church transition. No matter what your family or your church and all these things happen, don't change some things. Here's what's happened. Because we've been hurt. Somebody hear me. I'm closing. Because we've been hurt. Because of people, situations, relationships. We now have kind of just smudged over God's word and said, you know what? I don't need to repent. I don't need to. They did me wrong. Let me just harbor the bitterness and unforgiveness. Hear me today. It's not worth it. I'm reaching for somebody. I knew it coming in. I told some of the men, I said, I need y'all to pray with me today. Because I'm feeling something today for today's service. I ain't felt in a good while in a message reaching for somebody. When his ways don't make sense, it's higher. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, forever. That's what Isaiah said. He's a mighty God, the everlasting Father. He's trying to establish something for you and I. God don't change. His word don't change. But his ways are higher. Here's the kicker. They don't change. We just haven't gotten high enough to understand them. So what are you saying, Brother Benoit? If there's ever a time to pray fervently, it's now that you can be elevated to heavenly places in the Spirit. Why? Because if you want to understand why God's doing some things, you got to get to the high place in the Spirit and say, okay, God, I want to know. Take me to the high place that I can understand it, that my ways don't really matter. It's your way that matters. He said, Jesus dies, ascends, he's on the cross. You know what they said to him? If you be, Lord, that's what they said. Come on, you boasted Jesus and said, you're you're God, you're all this stuff. You boasted you're the I am. And if you're God, then come off that cross. See, because their way says... You got to measure this way. And Jesus didn't come off the cross. He died. He was buried. And he resurrected. And then he comes and says, Go to Jerusalem and wait till you be endued with power from on high. Now, watch. Last point, we go home. They're in the upper room, Acts 2:38. And there they are, waiting on something that didn't make no sense. They had never had the Holy Ghost before. They had never talked in tongues before. See, all these people say, well, I'm not too sure about the Holy Ghost. You are just like them in the day of Pentecost. That's good. You're supposed to kind of look at it and go, that's just kind of weird. I'm sure they did. But you see, they had a word. The word said, go to Jerusalem. You will be endued with power from on high. Jesus had also told them in, in John four, 3 and 4, he said, for you got to be born again of water and the spirit. And he said, thou hearest the sound thereof, thou hearest the language. So they knew we got to go somewhere in Jerusalem, an upper room, and there's going to be a, a spirit indwelling as a sign that we got it. We're going to speak in tongues. What's that? I don't understand. But they held to what they were told his way. And when they sat there that day, the Bible says, 
And there came a sound from heaven. You can't manufacture a Holy Ghost infilling. Brother Joe, I'll reach for you. Me and you come from the world. When I got the Holy Ghost and I talked in tongues, ain't nobody come to my ear and did some babbling in my ear. Something came out of my mouth that forever changed me, and I knew. Now, here's what's happened, though. And after that, I backslid, but here's what happened. I began to kind of push back the experience and go, see, I changed it because I didn't want to live it. Then I prayed back through and realized I ain't never going back again. So I say for somebody today, when the Holy Ghost fell in Acts 2.38, it wasn't something they totally understood. But there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting there, appeared cloven tongues of fire, and it sat upon each one of them. And they began to speak. Just like the word said. See, when you line yourself up with his way, something moves through you from another world. As a mark, it's not your way. It's my way. Stand with me. So I say here today to somebody, you're trying to figure out his way. You got enough God consciousness in you. You know that God's leading or God is real. You know that. But here's the kicker. When his ways don't make sense. God, how many times have I been there? You got to go back to what his word said. And don't let anything deter you from his word. Some of you, if God taught you when you were young, I'm preaching a backslider. If the word of God was put in you as a kid, don't ever come to that point that you say, well, the Holy Ghost really isn't essential. If you get to that point, you better cry out to God because you're on some shaky ground. You say, well, you're trying to make me fearful. No, I'm not. I'm trying to put some reality in you. I've seen this. I've seen people play with God for so long and God's merciful. And before long, they start letting go what their mama's taught them, Adam. And say, oh, it don't matter no more. You can live like you want, dress like you want, act like you want. But you know what really is what's happening? God's ways, they didn't understand it. And because they couldn't cope with God's way and didn't turn to Him like they should have, they went back to their way. And the only way to, to deal with your way when you're in pain is get rid of the conviction. Get rid of that part and just kind of get rid of it. I'm here today to declare to somebody, the best thing you and I can ever have is a relationship with God. And no matter whether you understand what He's doing or not, I encourage you here today, turn to Him because His Word don't change, His presence don't change, and even His ways don't. Let Him just take you up a little bit higher that maybe He'll show you a little bit of understanding of what you're going through. Stretch your hands forth to the heavens right now. Come on, talk to God right now. Come on, lift your voice right now. Talk to him right now. Come on, grab the hand to the person next to you. I see it already. Husbands and wives, I see you already grabbing each other's hands. Come on, let's all come to Yes, we invite you to the altar.
we invite you here to come with us as a church family. You're not joining a church. We're not going to shake you. We're not going to spit on you. We ain't going to do none of that. We're coming as families today because we all want to know the ways of God that we can better please Him. That's why we're here today. Come on, keep coming. Come close, come close. And just lift your voice today. Come on, lift your voice today. Talk to the Lord today. Come on, His ways don't always make sense. But God's able to give you understanding if you'll turn to Him. Come on, if you're here today and you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God will fill you today with the Holy Ghost. Ministers, I need your help today. Ministers only. I'm asking for ministers only. Ministers, help me. Come on, talk to him right now. Come on, just close your eyes, tilt your head back. If you don't want to lift your hand, you don't have to. Just, just talk to him. That's all I'm asking you to do. Don't let this message, don't let the word of God have gone forth. And I don't tell him, God, I hear what you're saying. I'm just struggling right now. Come on, he'll take your honesty. God, I'm struggling. I'm fighting my marriage. I'm fighting in my home. I'm fighting in my nerves. I'm fighting my family. I'm fighting. And I need your help today, God, by the authority.